Well, do you have money? Hi, welcome to the fourth episode of Ready or Not. I'm Natalie. I'm Alec. I'm Carly. And today we're going to be discussing the fourth episode of Ready or Not, uh, titled Model Perfect. Uh, this episode starts off with uh, Busy and Amanda at a mall shopping for swimsuits. So we find out that they're athletes, they swim at school. Yeah, <laughs> and it's interesting that um, Amanda's shown to be like the best on the team because in their dynamic, Busy's always been the athletic one. The tomboy. Mm-hmm. In the first three episodes before this, it was always sort of Amanda's the smart one in school and Busy's more athletic, but in this episode, they kind of give Amanda more of a three-dimensional character and by showing that she's also athletic, she's good at sports. Yeah, she's like the best one on the team. Yeah. She's great. Well, I don't know. I thought my, my interpretation of it was that she wasn't like the best on the team, but she was like... um she had the teacher that thought she had a lot of potential. Yeah, like she should go to, her the to be the leader meet. of the team or, or something. Whatever. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm not familiar with swimming, so like that's kind of confusing. I think he there were only two people that could go to the swim meet basically. So <laughs> I think the teacher really wanted Amanda to go, and that mm-hmm. kind of ties into all the different people who pressure her, and the, how those pressures get kind of um, compressed into this singular desire to lose weight. Yeah. So it's not just like her mom or just busy or it's also the swim teacher that is introduced for this episode. Um, but which... she doesn't even, it's not even, he doesn't even directly talk about her body or anything. She no. just interprets it as a thing. Mm-hmm. All these external forces kind of point to this one thing. It's like lose weight. Mm-hmm. And it's because with one of those influences, she wouldn't be able to read the other ones as all saying mm-hmm. to lose weight if one of them hadn't already kind of planted that idea, I think. It's, I think it's, like, mostly just, like, the episode is kind of centered around how she absorbs her mom's insecurity yeah. and kind of um, uses that as a prism to, like, reflect light or reflect reflect information that she's receiving from different sources and kind of, like, focusing it all on this idea that she has to lose weight, which is her obsession of the week, essentially. Like, uh, her, her, her mother focusing on herself and her mother expressing her insecurities very openly to her daughter makes Amanda be like, huh, maybe I should also be worrying about these things because my mother is. Mm -hmm. And then Amanda goes on to, like, push Busy to be insecure about the same things. Almost the whole episode. It's just like she's just a stream of misinformation, and when she's not spouting misinformation, she's pressuring Busy to be uncomfortable with her body. Or she's being depressing, depressive, self-deprecating. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think that... Amanda, uh, yeah, Amanda pressuring Busy is sort of, Amanda's really submitting to the idea that that's just how all women act, that all women... Or that should being, act. Yeah, or should act, that, that, yeah, being concerned about your weight is just, like, part of, like, this, womanhood yeah. and growing up, and, like, it's just kind of, and it is, like, a really normalized aspect of, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, like growing it, like femininity. Yeah, or femininity is femininity. is the idea that you should always be insecure and you should always trying to be bettering yourself. You Appeal should be, the... you shouldn't be too confident yeah. in your 
appearance and you sh there's always something you need to change about yourself and busy really actively dismisses that idea and she like, rejects it yeah she mm -hmm. fully rejects the idea That's that she love. should it doesn't even seem to cross her face like her expression never changes it's, yeah yeah she's just like nope she she just just it. yeah it kind of just glazes over like she just she she seems to have like a grasp on it like mm -hmm. she knows that the models i mean the mannequins are just statues and she knows that the model agency might be a scam. scam and like she likes eating she and knows she's, that there's yeah. so much calories in her lasagna but she doesn't cares? care and she has statistics usually like yeah. she's like well yeah the lasagna has calories but like what does the italian olympic team eat they have their own yeah, chef she... to make lasagna although like... she does kind of bring up the point that she if she works out it'll turn into muscle and she'd rather be muscular than thin which mm -hmm. is still but... sort of the projecting a different I mean she's not actively she's using it as a retort to Amanda's but is this, ideals but it is kind of yeah it's kind of like what she feels about it like how, how she feels she, about herself yeah and how, how she, she views herself. how she would view herself I think that's definitely related to her brothers yeah and she kind of I don't know yeah it's a masculine, it's a masculine thing um but anyways the episode starts at the mall yeah as we know but um it the whole plot gets kicked off essentially when she sees that there's what is it like a modeling um, thing? You take a picture and they—it's like they're in, they're in the mall. Like these, this agency scouting, yeah. and there's a line, and they take headshots of you. It's just headshots for like an agency. That's what it is. I've never seen this in a mall. I think so. I'm not, I don't, okay, I don't, I've seen it. Let I've me tell you. I think it was Eaton Center, H and M, Forever Twenty One. I don't oh. know, but it was a few years ago when I was with my friends, and they were really into it. And I was more like busy. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. This doesn't seem like a real thing or like a. This, I don't know, it wasn't my thing, but my friends did it, and we stood in the line, and we took pictures, and they didn't hear back from the agency. Essentially what happens in this episode. Mm -hmm. But it's just so bizarre to me that it's a thing that, like, it's it's valid to want that. It's valid to want to be a model and to pursue that. But it's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. To me, personally. I think that's happened For that to weird. happen in that mall, and for then... All to be like seventh graders. That's what my problem with this that's whole thing that, is. Yeah, Isn't that's, that like a parental consent. Uncanny. Like you can't just take pictures of children without their parents. Yeah, consent, yeah. Right? very strange. That's I don't know about like, that. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the agency's looking for if they're just taking pictures of young kids. And mm -hmm. that was my problem with it too when I was younger, and that happened to me and my friends. Like, is that legitimate? I don't know. <laughs> Were they allowed to just get their pictures taken without their parents? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they Working. didn't. They weren't in the mall with their parents. They were yeah, shopping. They just were allowed. They just had their, you know, yeah. Um, something I've noticed in the episodes is, um, one is always the voice of reason against the others, like misinformation or, um, like desire to for something. That's, that's uh, that seems that's irrational. That, yeah, or irrational. One is always totally off the top just like the voice of reason and gives really just like evidence of why and then of course the other one doesn't listen and have to learn that for themselves through other forces or like internally thinking about like when things happen but has it been interchangeable like has it been busy amanda busy so far yes it's well it starts with to hold, but... no but so far yeah it's been amanda wanting a bra busy saying no uh, busy. Well, it goes Amanda busy, busy Amanda. Right? Anyways. Yeah. 
But one is always the voice of reasoning. One is always going through some sort of crisis and sort of self-reflection and dilemma with themselves. And then the other one's just kind of kicking back and... No, because... Well, sometimes the other one doesn't really try to get involved. Or they try and they get rejected and they just stop trying. That yeah. seems like what happens in this episode. With Busy doesn't actively try to help one but another, Busy but she tries. is actively concerned. Like, she well, says really nice things to her. I notice. And, and she tolerates a lot of bullshit from Amanda this episode. <laughs> She's As really usual, supportive probably, of but... Amanda, but sometimes she gets sarcastic, but in a way that Amanda doesn't realize that it's sarcastic. Like, yeah. she just takes it bad or... Mm-hmm. But Busy is so sweet in this episode. I really liked the things that she said to Amanda. In support of Amanda. Yeah. When she's not just called... I mean, not they call in, each other yeah. stupid a lot when the other one is kind of being stupid. Which, I guess... But it's expected because nice, they're kids. But they're also... That's how you sometimes talk to your friends when you disagree with something that they're saying. But from the heart, like, deep down, yeah. Busy's, like, genuinely very concerned about Amanda. And her well-being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the scene after when they were in the mall, which the last... I liked how it ended. The very last shot in the scene in the mall um, is just a still picture of Amanda pic- Amanda's uh, picture being taken. Yeah. It's like just her sitting on the stool and it's just a frozen still image. I like that. I like how most of the scenes in this episode end. Like they all have a fun little thing that happens that like either foreshadows something or puts a cap on the scene that just went by. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, <coughs> sorry, I want to talk about the ice cream scene. Oh, that was still well, in the mall, right? Yeah, that was in the mall. It was in oh, the mall. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant so, the later ice cream scene. No, no, the mall scene, yeah. the ice cream mall scene. So I think that was that before or after the model agency. Thing? That was before the model agency. Yeah, because the last thing is Amanda so, getting her picture yeah. taken. So yeah. Amanda was concerned about her body from from trying, buying swimsuits yeah, from trying them on. So she she's so, going into the episode with a lot of insecurities about her body. It's not something that necessarily like the modeling doesn't necessarily spark it, but it like. Okay, it contributes it build, to it. Yeah, it builds on top of something that's already there. So then when they get ice cream, like it seems like a normal thing that they do, right? A busy just orders her fudge, extra sprinkles, I don't even know. And then Amanda orders it, no sprinkles, as if that would make a difference. But she she genuinely believes that it would make a difference and that it would affect her weight if she didn't get sprinkles. Mm-hmm. And that comes back later when she eats one dark chocolate macadamia nut and then goes immediately to weigh herself. Like, as yeah. if eating one of those tiny little chocolate things is going to affect what the scale is saying. Like, every... No. I feel like every minuscule, like, thing, she just seems to enlarge it. Mm-hmm. And I that, think that's a... It's, it's a common a, theme in the show. It's a very... Like, that's, like, a very real symptom of disordered eating. And, yeah. like, eating disorders, too, is, like, yeah, completely irrational, sort of blowing things out of proportion. Even someone as smart as Amanda, who, who understands... Probably the science of what causes you, like, when things are healthy, what causes she you to gain weight. She even says it's psychological, right? And, yeah, something really interesting that they bring up is, like, the psychological complexity of anorexia. That that Amanda's even aware of that, that she, mm-hmm. when Busy brings up anorexia, she says, no, that's the psychological, that's your, that's your thinking, it's not just, like, not eating. I would know if I was thinking differently. So she has that level of awareness and understanding of, like, the complexity and psychological aspect of it, whilst at the same time being really unaware that she is exhibiting sort of symptoms of Mm -hmm. disordered eating and disordered thinking about her body. And that's really realistic, because you can totally fully understand what causes, like, 
disordered eating or an eating disorder while at the same time like not being able to apply that to your personal life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that the show touches on it but I don't think it does it in a very respectful way but then how could it when it's young children interacting and talking about this complex issue right yeah the fact that they even mention that it's like psychological is sort of interesting it's interesting because I think at a base level like when you're 11 or 12 your understanding of anorexia is like oh just people who don't eat Mm -hmm. but they sort of acknowledge that that's not the case Mm -hmm. I just don't think Amanda's like that aware of how this whole thing works she seems to like have a kind of naive um I don't know yeah (laughs) like I don't think her understanding of anorexia or eating disorders are that complex but she definitely knows what they are yeah vaguely like she doesn't think it would apply to her yeah she thinks never 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 could I have that never 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 could my thinking be somehow not on the right track you know she's very convinced that what she's doing Mm -hmm. is right but she's very very she's very like uh unsure about it still yeah (laughs) even though she's putting all this like effort amanda in in a nutshell you know it's like the opposite of what busy's doing amanda Mm -hmm. kind of always has these big ideas or sort of she has like she retains sort of like that these big ideas out exist out there without like fully understanding them but sort of trying to speak about them mm-hmm. anyways a lot of the time a lot of the time. she's kind of um trying to take them in and yeah. express them but not in I, a correct way not yeah, a at the level way. of like an 11 year old who who's trying to understand the world trying to understand things but at you're the not same gonna time, get everything right and at the same time trying to understand themselves yeah and that's when all these things intersect and cause problems for 11 12 year old yeah and that's not to say that amanda like has an eating disorder or anything mm-hmm. like that but it is they are trying to talk about that kind of thing in the episode yeah without the episode doesn't span long enough for her to really like it's not going over like months or something it's i don't it's, actually it's, know how long it must have gone over because chrissy has a commercial at the end but it's already on tv it's already on tv happened? i guess did Just she shoot that production i did think did she shoot that before she became a model like i don't no, because uh, she talked about... There was a scene when they were doing swim practice. Uh, Amanda overhears Chrissy talking about how she just got a commercial got job. Commercial. And she gets very distracted. And she just kind of stares out into space. And uh, the teacher comes by and... Yeah, he tells her to do her right hand up. She does her left and then he criticizes her. And then she takes the information that he says, which is basically like... Um, you gotta work out more or something. I don't know. Um, and then she takes that to mean directly, you gotta lose weight, which is not what he meant yeah, at yeah. all. The kind of <coughs> Sorry, I need to cough. <coughs> yeah, she kind of misconstrues advice or criticism into what she's already thinking about herself and just applies it. Mm-hmm. She takes like weird situations. Like um, her mom has a high school reunion, so she basically is trying to lose weight for that. Uh, she's going on a diet. She has a gnome in her fridge. Which that is that yells fat terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. That is terrifying. I don't know why the parents would ever think that's a good idea to no. have. It's, but you have like a preteen daughter in the house. You have like, they have a bunch of bad ideas. Her they dad's do. a dick. Like her mom's like not giving that good advice. Her mom's just like, just spilling her insecurities everywhere. Like doesn't even matter. Like when I was your age, I was so like, I was so insecure about myself. Like you should, how does I, that not interfere? Yeah. yeah, I totally agree that 
of uh, course that's going to reflect yeah. on her daughter, but I think that parents do that all the time without 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 realizing that the way they speak about themselves impacts their children and how they think about themselves yeah. especially. And I think that episode touches on that in a really good way in this because it's sort the of obliviousness of parents. Yeah, it sort <laughs> of it sort of shows directly in the scenes the double standard that the mother has that Amanda's mother has between herself and her daughter Mm -hmm. saying that she needs to lose weight like the scene when they're putting on makeup she's telling Amanda like no you're we love you the way you are you don't need to change anything about yourself well like flipping back and forth between that and the fact that she needs to lose weight to look to impress people from her high school Mm -hmm. all in one I felt I felt as if though her mom was kind of just like treating Amanda as sort of uh, someone who is mature, like her friend, she can just talk to you about her life, and not sort of like her daughter, who's very easily influenced. I'm like, that's, what's concerning? Because like the episode ends. Can we, we can just say that? Um, uh, like with her going into the pool and passing out. Like that's really dangerous. You pass out in a pool, you can get brain damage. Her parents like created the situation where she's potentially getting brain damage it's horrible it's like scary ending to me and i think there should have been some follow-up or something afterwards but it's a very succinct episode so i kind of understand why they would end it before we and it's just weird to me how the mother could just openly talk about how insecure she was at a young age just talk about it but then not realize that maybe her daughter is going through the same thing yeah even if like even if they're not the same person, even if they're not the same size, yeah, even you know, it's, yeah, it's definitely it's an obliviousness. It's so strange. strange. Like yeah. her mother straight up tells her at like the breakfast table or something um, that <laughs> she was basically Amanda's size until Amanda's age, and then she got she gained a bunch of weight, and that like <laughs> that's your daughter. Like you're saying that could happen yeah. to her. You're I can't scaring her with this telling threat. Your st- um, your daughter or son, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think we're looking at it through a very we are like, the we are, lens though, of, of what that's what the episode we don't is trying to children. tell us. <laughs> and we're also, yeah, we don't have children, and we're from sort True. of a generation where that kind of thinking's being challenged more so before we have children rather than after we have children. Like in, during this time, I think that it was still sort of like that wasn't something that people necessarily thought about criticizing like the idea that women should have to lose weight to be pretty and yeah that wasn't something they were but the thing is more so it was just like so ingrained in the yeah. same way that it is today but i think that we're coming from a place where we're like much more apt to criticize i still don't understand because it's not like amanda was necessarily um quiet about her insecurities no. like i no. remember her parents keep trying to reassure her like honey we love you but let's just talk about all these other things right <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They seem to be convinced that the situation is, like, diffused. Under control, yeah. By them saying, we love you anyways, you're gorgeous, blah, 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 blah. As if that would counteract everything else they had just said. But they don't even think they had said anything. So that's the problem here, essentially. It's as if that fatso um, speaking gnome toy thing only appears to the mother. Like, she doesn't even... Nobody else opens the fridge in the house, apparently. They don't even consider that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that they're, um, yeah, they're just not aware that what they're saying can translate into, like, their daughter's behavior. She's they understand really that she's insecure, but they don't 
I they just don't realize that that's going to impact they, the way she behaves. I think they oh. think she's they are they wouldn't be wrong, but I, but I think they think that she's very smart and capable of. I don't know. She's just smart. She's a smart girl, and they wouldn't be wrong. But it doesn't mean yeah. she's not easily influenced. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely she's, both of those things. Yeah, she's she definitely is. smart and definitely very influenced. That is a lot of nervousness. But I think that episode where we made assumptions about Amanda's family versus Busy's, like in the episode with Busy's brother, when we sort of speculated that Amanda's relationship with her parents was probably a lot more casual as the only child. Um, and we sort of see that with, yeah, the way her, the mother talks, her mother talks to her about her problems and the way she calls her dad a geek and tells him to get out of the way when she's trying to work out on tape, which is something that probably wouldn't fly as well in Busy's house if she talked to her parents that way. No. So I think that we made some good, without having seen Amanda's family yet, really, a lot, mm-hmm. except for in the first episode, we sort of made pretty, pretty but good assumptions. Also not as good, because we did talk about how Busy is dynamic, it's like not as open with her parents, and they don't talk about things... Uh, things relating to busy but then that's also a positive because amanda talks about her insecurities with her parents but they don't seem to be very really helping her in this situation whereas busy if she would have these problems and it would be different you know they wouldn't openly talk to her i'm assuming they wouldn't openly talk to her casually like oh i'm having my reunion i need to lose weight or when i was yeah that wouldn't be something that they discuss with their children and busy also wouldn't I, I feel like she wouldn't express her insecurities to her mother and father the way that Amanda does. Mm-hmm, yeah. For sure. Although Amanda has a lot of trouble keeping it bottled up for anyone. For anything. Yeah. Like, she'll just really Literally spout anything. it all the time. And <sighs> if it's not misinformation, like she's saying, just a thing that's not true, it's definitely she's saying something that she's insecure about. Especially in this. I, like, looked at the script. I was like, wow. Everything she is saying is either a thing that's just fake. Like, she's just saying fake things that aren't true. Or, like, it's literally just her being like, I'm fat. Am I fat? Do you think I'm fat? Like, But what a contrast to the smoking episode where everything she said was just true. <laughs> yeah. Like, statistics about breast cancer, how smoking is bad. Every single thing. She was just spot on. And then this episode, completely opposite. Nothing is true. I guess people just have their so, bad days. Yeah, their level of <laughs> self-awareness between each of them is really... Like, they're very aware of what's right and wrong in terms of the other person, but completely not self-aware when it comes to their own And that yeah. is so healthy problems. because they balance each other and they don't allow themselves to really, uh, to be self-destructive. Yeah. And that's just, it's so perfect. Like, they're so different in, in, in so many ways that they help each other out and they stop each other from... Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. Not always. Like, uh, Busy was there the whole time when she was... I mean, it was literally cutting out people from magazines, their bodies, so she could put her head on them because she was so insecure and she thought, like... That's, of like, course. such an crystallization of this whole like like uh, the amount of damage that magazines do there's to... only so much that busy can do i'm not blaming busy no, i'm just saying course. she's always there and sometimes she helps but sometimes she's just like in yeah in that drumming. particular scene she's she's tuning amanda out i think yeah. she, at that point she's sick of hearing amanda say the same thing yeah. over and over again yes and that. she's fully just in her own little world That's very realistic to me and not listening anymore mm-hmm. she's just letting amanda talk herself out it's mm-hmm. so alarming because amanda's saying some alarming things and doing some alarming things like the cutout with the heads yeah. and the bodies like i would have chrissy's hair i would have my eyes but no glasses i would have like this random person's nose like and then she says big boobs I think? big boobs yeah. but then didn't we already had an episode about we that. already came to the conclusion that boobs are just trouble as they skateboarded <laughs> yeah. away together <laughs> hmm, hypocritical. 
Um, no, what I find fascinating is there, uh, Amanda's particular obsession with Chrissy, it's still going on. Oh my god, yeah, that's a huge part of why this whole thing happens. I think, Holy! I think Chrissy, Chrissy is, yeah, Chrissy is like the... The ideal for her. The ideal girl that she wants to be. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a little bit older, she's popular and pretty, and she's Big just... Hair. She's like the go-to person, I guess, that they don't have to keep hiring new actors to but serve I that role. I don't they like need, the um, villainization of her. I don't know like, if it's a... They, they, that, they I don't know. Between, I don't know. They change between villainization and... Is that even ideal, a word? Vilifying. Vilifying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> villainization <laughs> is not a word. I made up a word. It's okay. They switch between vilifying her and idealizing her, depending <laughs> on the situation. I'm so not sure what the show itself is trying to say there. I think that she's just used to, for whatever purpose they're trying to, yeah, like, for whatever. out in the show. She just is a character that they can, she's Push not, she's a pretty flat character that they just use mm-hmm. to serve a purpose. She doesn't seem necessarily evil, though. She, just she definitely seems, doesn't. She, seems she just seems nice. like she also has her insecurities and she just expresses them in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, like, even in this episode when Amanda gets, like, bullied slightly during lunch, it's not... Chrissy doing that. It's not. It's sure it's Chrissy's friend, but that probably <laughs> that means things different things to different people. Like it's Amanda probably feels them. that yeah. it's Chrissy saying that, but like I don't know. Yeah, I don't think the character gets enough depth to be an overall villain or like nemesis of either mm-hmm. the girls. I think she's just sort of a a prop to serve. That, that makes me uncomfortable, especially in the scene where she's introduced in this episode. Not, no, she's not introduced in this scene, sorry. She's introduced in the modeling scene where she gets two headshots because she's so pretty. Yes. Um, but in the second scene where you see her um, come in late to the swim meeting, and it's like dramatic music, and she slowly removes her towel to reveal a two-piece swimsuit. That was, that was, that was kind of gross. Like, not gross, but like, it's very... No, they're like 11, and it's like objectifying in this TV show. Oh, that's... I thought you were like upset more that it was like painting her villainously. No. But it's more like the eye of the show is being yeah. a little... Mm, it was uncomfy. like, they didn't really have to go there, like, kind of do it slow yeah. motion and I mean, reveal. I think the point they were trying to get across that it was through, like... It, Amanda's it was through eyes. Amanda's, yeah, it's like, we're looking through at... No, but it's also... The, like, through Amanda's lens. Also life, through but... everyone else there at the swim thing. Yeah. From, I think mainly from Amanda, but yes, everyone sort of is responding to her. Because the boy touches, like, the boy licks his finger and touches her thigh and goes, Yeah, I don't don't know if it was as successful as they were hoping that seemed to be, because I do agree it was kind of a weird... It was weird, it was weird. Objectifying a child, but... Objectifying a child, But they're trying to do it from another child's sense, and I don't think they were sexualizing her necessarily, not overtly. whole feeling. Yeah. But... I agree that yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like as successful as I think they wanted. Was, yeah, of course. I mean, the audience is children, but it doesn't mean that the episode, the show, will be viewed by children mm-hmm. exclusively. But that's like a trope—the slow reveal of the. I know, but you have outfit. to remember. It's in everything. She looks like she's like in high school, but she's like they're like ten, they're like eleven, they're like in think, seventh grade. Yeah, yeah I but I mean, Chris it's a staple 12. of kids' shows that slow motion reveal. Even not just yeah. adult stuff. Like, kids' shows do it all the time. Cartoons, I've seen Yeah, I think lot. it was because it was, like, a two-piece bathing suit. Yeah, it was that's sort of... thing. It was. Yeah. And that was, like, her and intention to go out in that. Yes, because it's not regulation. I mean... Yeah. yeah, she did get... It was a whole scene of it. She got in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why they called their uh, swim teacher regulation ugly. Like he was pretty hot. I like the whole like. Um, yeah, no, you know, I agree. Objectively, like I don't even. He was a thing. pretty that was good guy. I think he was objectively attractive. Just like yeah. the shorts or whatever, and then the sweater that was just like unzipped. That was nice. I like that outfit. That's my fashion. <laughs> Corner. This is Alex like... Fashion Corner, and we're talking about. Was he wearing like a, like a speedo or something? <laughs> it was like yeah. a weirdly he was cut one, like a very... but yeah, he was. Yeah, he was very. But like that's what swim teachers suit. do, I assume. Diver is my love. <laughs> um, they had some really good sweaters in this. Oh my god, the Fizzy's um... sweater that I think is similar or the same one that Amanda's wearing when they're exercising beside the pool. That one that has like crazy patterns. It kind of looks like one of those drug rug type sweaters. I like when uh, um, Busy wears two colors. Um, she wears like a, a red sweater underneath a blue sweater or something. Yeah. That, that's inspired me to do that in my own fashion everyday life. Do they have the same bathing suit in different colors? I didn't look Amanda that. I didn't Busy's. I notice. think Amanda's was purple and Busy's was like a blue. Busy looked really good in the swimsuit scene. Like, I don't know what she did with her hair or whatever. I didn't I recognize her at first. Or something. So I was like, oh. Whoa. It was like curlier, I think. Yeah, it was like a nice look or whatever. But I think there's a few in this episode. Like um, Amanda, when she's doing that creepy cutout thing, she has glasses on that are so cool. I really want those. Yeah, I uh, look all out for those. glasses for representation. And Amanda's so embarrassed by her glasses <laughs> she whenever hates she's that. wearing them, which has, I think, been in two episodes. Mm-hmm. We always see her take them off and, like, either being embarrassed or saying, like, oh. I wish I didn't need glasses. But they're so cute <laughs> on is, her. Yeah, they're cute. I love... They were good I glasses. I think glasses. Amanda would be so popular if she just existed um, right now. Mm-hmm. Fashion-wise. Yeah, they'd yeah, both be very hip in the year 2016. Oh, busy? Yeah, for sure. So Amanda's doing some exercises to try and lose weight all in one day. Um, she's not eating, and oh, yeah. she's doing exercises. These two things. These two things will definitely help her lose weight. <laughs> but no, that's not how it works, Amanda. How can she be so um, well versed in like knowing about health and how smoking is bad for you and cancer and everything, but then not understand exercising, healthy eating? Part of how this aspect of self-esteem works. I can remember being in high school and thinking, "I am so large." Like, (laughs) I wasn't. I was a stick. I was so tiny. But like, that's not how that works. It doesn't matter what's actually happening. She could be. As smart as anyone. It doesn't matter. You're going to feel horrible about your body pretty of much course, all the yeah. time. I'm just saying, like, she just seems, like, really into, like, research. But she kind of went into this whole exercising and not eating thing. Just, yeah, just throwing yourself into it. Because that's it. what you're I feeling. Guess, I guess, in, like, It's faster, a genuine, genuine feeling. A faster, like, she's doing it faster. It's a it's better, like, a faster result. And that's what she wants. I think she's just desperate for any result. Yeah, that's what she I'm saying. She just wants like, some desperate, change. Yeah, that's maybe, yeah, okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. Um, but I just... That's what this whole episode is about for me. Just like... Uh, the idea of self-esteem. And her clear, clear struggles with that. Where Busy doesn't have any struggles. You know? Like, she just... Busy's very confident. She's never yeah. sure of herself. Amanda. Like, she never is. Not once. Like, she'll have ideas that are good. And they'll, people can say that's a good idea. But she won't really accept that. Do you think that's a critique of what's expected of women and femininity I think while, definitely while busy is more has more masculine people in her life that I are think, sort of influencing yeah. her like she's very influenced by her older brothers and therefore doesn't have those sort of 
that might be a little. I want hundred percent. It's a very no surface level generalization. It's a, there's a dichotomy there. But. Yeah, and it's not. It's not like a complex like essay, academic essay yeah. about it. It's sort of yeah. really it's more black and it's white. Really, yeah, it's a really simplified way of portraying that to get across a plot in a twenty minute episode mm-hmm. of a TV show. But I think it's sort of a critique on what's expected of, like, performing femininity. Part of performing femininity is, yeah. ha- is like, consciously saying out loud, like, oh, I'm so ugly. Oh, and, like, being really openly insecure is part of how people, yeah. like, perform their agree. gender. I do think that's what this episode was no, about. I but I think that the problems, like, for me, it's so easy to see myself because I did those things exactly what she was doing. Basically, and I felt, I feel a lot like a man in this episode. Literally. Just with I, me, I feel a lot like busy. Like, busy uh, is who I was back then, and I had a lot of friends who were very Amanda, and I never, like, under, like, because I feel like I, I, I consciously rejected femininity. So, I all, like, um, I just, yeah, I never really saw it like that. And I, of course, I was insecure with myself, but I never felt it to express it in a way where I would be like, oh, I'm so ugly, or I need to do this, because I was very like, no, I don't want to perform femininity, I don't want to do these things that society shouldn't make me, shouldn't make me feel this way. Like, I felt like I was very, like, I was very busy in that way that I was, you know. Mm-hmm, for sure. I just feel like it makes sense for me to understand this episode as more of a, like, understanding of how femininity and insecurities interact. That's what this episode seems to want to say. At least from what we understand about Busy so far. How she reacts, and then we contrast it to how Amanda reacts. Seems clear that they're talking about femininity. Mostly because most of the characters are female, except for that one swim teacher. But I can also definitely see my own experiences in that. And the, For the that reason, boy. I have to be a little um, unsure about how much this should just be like a gendered analysis. As much as it is also like... I think it's meant to be looking just at, but it isn't exclusively. You know, like I feel like it's mostly about self-esteem. Yeah, I think it's definitely mostly about self-esteem. I think in this context, I think femininity is important, but it's not to say that this issue only happens. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's totally looking. I think that's why they chose Amanda to be the subject Mm -hmm. of this particular dilemma. Mm -hmm. It made more sense because of how Amanda is sort of written and portrayed. It as, would never make sense for Busy. Yeah, it just it wouldn't would make just sense would. to, even though someone like Busy may have, like, I mean, it's a complex issue, everyone True. has self-esteem That's, issues. Yeah. But they're not, it's, it's, they it's so much easier for them to just make it Amanda to tell the story in 20 minutes. They yes. definitely react to things very differently. They express themselves very differently, so obviously it would make more sense for Amanda, who's so open about everything that she feels and thinks. As and opposed to who's, busy. And who's always... Who's always... I mean, all, of, always, Amanda, all yeah. of Amanda's storylines so far have been... Have involved critiquing other girls. Comparing herself Com- to other and girls. And comparing herself to other girls. And critiquing herself. That's like... Yeah, I feel like she's... a lot of critiquing of herself her and other girls. On some level, I think. Yeah, the I same way. I think it's way. all about her in a conversation with herself, trying to figure out who she is and in where she stands. In relation to other people. Yeah. And that's, you have to look at your boundaries to be able to understand yourself at all, you know? Yeah. And I think she's figuring out her boundaries, too. Mm-hmm. She's figuring out who she is, for sure. This is what this show is almost completely about. These two kids who Both are kind of discovering are, yeah. who they are. Busy seems to have such a headway, like, such a head start. Like, 
She seems to definitely know who she is. At she least from the episodes that have. Yeah, it's not to say that that erases problems at all. It's just that no, seems yeah. to be what the whole arc of the show is about: them finding themselves. If that's not too vague. <laughs> yeah, and it's really coming of age. Yeah, finding themselves. And I love that it just has these two different lead actresses who are just so different. Like it, it can appeal to different people. You know. It's not only about one girl, Amanda, who has all these problems related yeah, to the one specific there character. Yeah, there's something there for everyone. There's something there for everyone. More people can definitely relate, because if all these things were happening to just one of them, there'd be less for some people to identify with. Yeah, they'd be like, I'm not like this person. I mean, it's obvious that you can identify with both girls in different situations, depending on how you'd react to them. It just makes it easier for children to, to watch it. But yeah, it's it does give more of a more of a choice of who on like a regular level you identify yeah, with. Yeah, because I remember watching it as a kid and I'd be like, I'm busy and it was yeah. cool. Like it was you Like know? I think I think we can relate to them on di- different ones for different problems, but on sort of like a there's probably always gonna be one we identify with more. The most. Mm-hmm. Like base level. Even though they are just such a, it's a really simple dichotomy between them. There's I don't know, you will it's easy to identify with one more than the other in most cases. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly because they're almost, it's almost like a binary. They're opposites. Yeah, yeah. very much If you're so. not one, you have to be the other, kind yeah. of. There's not really a third option presented. Yeah, like in some situations, I probably would act more like Busy, but I think overall, I identify more with Amanda. Okay, so we've talked about how Busy and Amanda are so different and they react to things differently and this one fo- this episode focuses on Amanda's self-esteem and how she expresses her insecurities mm-hmm. and how she views her body and then how Busy reacts to that very casually and also supportive. Like, you, I love you just her. the way you are. Like, she says, I love you. Because yeah. when her parents say, I love you, Amanda, just the way you are, Busy's like, me too. That was so cute. She gives her a roast beef sandwich. She gives her a sandwich. Yeah. She tries to make sure that she's eating. Yeah, I think Busy's reaction at the end when Amanda finally takes a piece of pizza is such a nice reaction. Just she gets so excited. Eat as much as yeah. There's so much. But she sounds so excited. She looks. She's not being sarcastic. She's completely, genuinely just excited that she sort of like the pressure of worrying about Amanda's eating is kind of like a little bit off. She's just like excited that Amanda's finally eating something for the first time and, um, in days. It's very Italian of her to be like, eat, because, you know, Italian families, they're like, they love to eat and they love to, like, make a lot of food and make everyone eat, you know. <laughs> That's just my experience with that. It's still weird to me how much of a traumatic event this could have been, and everybody seems to be just kind of moving on. Um, she just goes to the nurse, and then all her friends just bring her a pizza, and her head's in her lap. She seems miserable there. I would not be... When you're someone who just I, almost drowned, and then... I, agree I don't think the adults know why, though. I don't yeah. think the swim coach knew she wasn't eating. I don't think eating. her friends know why. I think Busy was the only one, still. and she does say, I don't think she's eaten anything in days, but she says it kind of quietly, if not in front of any adults. Yeah, and she needs to tell someone that. That's not good. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that probably Amanda's There's pattern has ended here, but... Between them, I think. I don't know. I, I think Busy like is not someone who tells... Situation. Um, adult figures what uh, figures what's going on like she doesn't about yeah, her brother it's something that they should do I think that's not something, something that, that realistically you would do to a friend no I think I've noticed this friend. with busy specifically I think it's related to the fact that she doesn't have this open line of communication with her parents mm-hmm. that she doesn't really talk to like uh, parent parents or teachers about things that are going on with her life or her friend's life mm-hmm. she's kind of 
um, that does make sense. Internal in that way. That's what I've seen yeah. <laughs> or noticed. Who knows? Maybe we could get further down the show and they change, and things happen differently. Yeah, these are all very early. Early, early <laughs> impressions. Oh well, yeah, they're young too. But I just meant these are early impressions because we've only seen a couple yeah. episodes. Mm -hmm. But. Um. What are the other scenes that happen? Hmm. Oh. Have we forgotten the dream sequence? <laughs> yes, oh, this episode is the dream, dream sequence. Dream sequence. <laughs> oh, these are the best parts of the show. Yeah. This is already maybe the the fourth, fourth. Dream, dream the fourth dream sequence. Yeah, fourth fantasy dream sequence. It's like a fake commercial, right? Or like a fake something. There's the photographer from earlier in the episode, and there's a lot of voiceovers, and we see Chrissy and a random guy who I didn't recognize because the quality was very low. It's like the mean boy. Plus, who knows? There's so many boys. We don't know. I think it's monkey the same boy. Ears. What's his name? It was monkey ears. It was not monkey ears. Was Wasn't it? he in it at some point? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was monkey ears. But either no, way. No, no, that was a different. I think Amanda said she has monkey awesome. legs when she's shaving. Yes. Is that what that kid's name that. is, though? Monkey ears. No. What's that kid's name? I don't think he had a name. Justin or something. No, the one who has who's mean in all the episodes and his name's like monkey something. Monkey ears. Yeah. Monkey it's ears. His That's his name, right? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. They're all like um, dancing around a giant ice cream bowl. It looks it delicious. Looks delicious. It I was really good. There was so hungry. much food in this episode. Yeah. From start to finish, just food, 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 food. Um, that was really good, though. That was really delicious. Um, what I... That's taunting for Amanda. <laughs> I, I like how um, in Amanda's dreams, it seems to incorporate other people from the episodes, like the photographer, as you said, from earlier. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, she remembers faces. <laughs> no, but the... Um, yeah, there's desserts popping up, and... Um, they're like, like, the voice is telling her to eat these things, and it's fine, you look great, eat them. You'll Even never Chrissy gain wants weight. them, you'll never yeah. gain I don't know weight. if it's the guy saying that. I thought it was a girl voiceover. Like an I don't know who says it, yeah. but it's... It was no one in the scene, I Who think. she obviously trusts. It was just a voice. It was just a voice. Clearly it's her own head it's her own telling head. her that she's... But then, she as, as she takes the bite... They laugh at her and they, and they leave her there with the cream all over her face. I thought she like Did they pushed push her? In. Yeah, I think they oh, pushed they didn't her head and call her fatso or something. And... It seemed like they pushed her in. Oh, she was trying not to eat it. And then they push her, her in it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of hard to understand what's going on from looking at it. But that's what I got the impression of. It is fuzzy. Of. <laughs> it is. Very fuzzy. Especially with the dreams. Um, but that's so harsh. I feel like the harshest moments of people bullying her and just happen in her dreams you know like these are things that she's scared will happen and they don't actually happen yeah i don't even know what the girl said earlier to her in the lunchroom that was like the only time she was bullied in this episode i think, but... I think all she said was getting in shape amanda very oh, well, sarcastically see, like... i think she wasn't and she wasn't she was totally preying on amanda's insecurities mm -hmm. rather than that Rather than, like, in a direct comment yeah. of, like, oh, hey, your body's not right. It's more, like, mm -hmm. it was, like, psychological torture, kind of. Because Amanda is skinny. And I, I guess kids do that a lot. They just kind of mess with each other that way. Mm -hmm. um, but was that, maybe that could have been sabotage for swim meet? Maybe. Do you think those girls... It could have been encouragement for swim meet. Who knows? Mm. No, it I don't think it was encouragement. encouragement. No, but it, it might have been sabotage, mean. like, psychological. But I don't know how much those girls seem to care about swimming. Yeah, but wasn't there, like, a people competing there was, for it? it they was were, only two people were going. 
but, but I don't no know. No one they didn't concerned. Really, yeah, they that. didn't really put the competition between the characters. It was more like co- competition just between Amanda's popularity, desire to win. Popularity competition. I thought the main competition was between her, in her head, in her head. <laughs> and, Chrissy, her and Chrissy, who got a commercial. So she won the commercial, so she kind of got one in her dream or whatever. And she got, in the beginning, she immediately got attention of the model agency people, of the boy, who I guess is supposed to be the hot boy, I don't know, uh, of basically everyone in, in the class. And then, yeah, like, she wants, Amanda wants that attention. Mm-hmm. The whole episode, she's trying to be someone who would, she thinks is deserving of that attention. That's exactly it. I think that's the whole episode. She has this uh, these set of requirements that people who deserve this attention must meet. And she tries to meet them by doing really nonsensical things, like working out wrongly all over the place and just not eating anything. Not like, eating at all. That's, <laughs> she does horrible things to meet these very, uh, I don't know, vague goals. <laughs> Do you think it, I mean, her mom sort of was, had like a time pressure on her too, where she was trying to lose weight quickly. She was, had mm-hmm. like a week or something to lose three pounds. Which yeah, but what was Amanda's goal in any of it? Like, I think did it was she, just, <laughs> yeah, I think it was just <coughs> convincing herself that it was something she, like she could lose weight really quick if she just doesn't eat and exercises. Did your scale no, even work? I feel like I swimming. I didn't, I couldn't tell what the scale said or why. It seemed like it was why. either broken or she was like really upset at what it was saying. She said it was broken. I don't know if that was because the number seemed high or the number seemed low. I couldn't tell. It was upside down and I think yeah. it was just wrong. I think it said 80 or something. I, don't, I couldn't see 60. And even then, know. what does that even mean for a, a, a whatever year old? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? <laughs> oh. I don't know if I should mention this, it was so far in the beginning of the episode, but when they're eating at Amanda's house, um, the mother says something like, oh, Amanda, you should eat, you're a growing girl or something, and then, like, Busy is eating, and and they're just talking about everything, the whole insecurities, everything, and then I, it, it seems kind of like Busy's trying to change the subject, she's like, yeah, this liver's great, or she, like, doesn't really talk about this situation, when they're talking about the situation, like, she doesn't get involved. She kind of just starts talking about the food and like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Like, she seems maybe uncomfortable there. I don't know if I noticed that. I didn't notice that. But I do notice that being a normal thing that Busy does. Pivoting, you know, yeah. to something that she was, does want to talk about, you know. Maybe she had some sort of awareness of like what Amanda's parents talking like that was doing to her. And she was just That's trying what to, I thought. I think yeah. she was just trying to encourage Amanda. Be. Like, I think she could kind of sense that Amanda was hesitant at that point to be eating things with too many calories or eating at all and she was sort of trying to point out she was trying to change she was trying to be like hey let's not talk about this and let's talk about how you should eat this food right now because mm-hmm. i'm worried about you which is a very sweet reaction she, from i thought she was, she was very aware yeah that's what i'm saying like she was actively trying to change the topic because it was affecting amanda negatively and, and even they, if yeah. that wasn't the point of the conversation and i think she was trying to assert her influence because they do, the girls do influence each other, sort of assert her influence over Amanda, or try to convince her, like, oh, hey, I, I love liver, and like, oh, I look I, at my appetite, I I'm eating, it's that. okay for you yeah. to eat, and it was sort of an encouraging by oh, yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to be like, like, I don't have a problem with this, you shouldn't have a problem with it, mm-hmm. and Just, sort of not feeding into that but idea. But also, I don't, I like that she didn't do it in a way where it's like, oh, you're, dumb for not eating or like she wasn't necessarily like rude about it she was like she was a couple she times, was a couple but times but for the majority of it she was 
yeah, she was very considerate. Yeah. yeah. In this case, and it wasn't like an overt like. Amanda, I, no, I felt like it in was this like, case, hey, it's okay for you to eat. No, but I felt like specifically in the dinner scene, I think her main intention was steering the conversation away. Yeah. Because she was talking to the mother, I think, for that. Yeah. When she said she liked the liver, yeah, for sure. Man, the mom, mom was just talking. She was just oblivious. <laughs> Very yeah, oblivious. Of course. Is there any scenes that we didn't cover where anything interesting happened? I, I mean, so. we didn't really talk about, like, the waxing Oh, right. True, that was that pretty was... scary. That was a very tense scene. That the also, scene. it was an interesting departure while still staying with the same uh, theme of body image. Mm-hmm. Of sort of when, like, the desire that women should be, like, smooth and hairless. Models, and, especially. Yeah, I loved, and swim. I loved people. Busy's line where a man said something about swimmers, like, having no body hair or whatever, and Busy said, well, that's their loss. Yeah. That was a really funny line. Like, she doesn't care that her legs are hairy. She's not gonna... She doesn't want to hurt her friend. Mm-hmm. She's so reluctant to do anything that's gonna hurt Amanda. Yeah. I love... Visually, this was so cool. I loved that scene so much because of the music. Like, whenever... She, um, they were doing the wax on the, on the legs, so whenever Busy would attempt to kind of get near uh, Amanda's leg, there'd be suspenseful music, and then it would stop. And this happened maybe, like, two or three times. And I love that. The score, I don't even know. It's just good. Did you notice? Yeah, I did. That I was noticed. very tense. It was so tense. They really built up tension really for a, a small for a small aspect for a small aspect of this, yeah. of this episode. Yeah. Visually, it was really fun. The whole scene, like you yeah. saw Amanda in the green mask, hair, hair and, and curlers. curlers, all of it, and she's trying to do she's trying to wax her legs, and then she uses a razor. <laughs> it's like oh, and then my in goodness, the next scene, here we go. Bunch of band aids on her legs. Yeah, yeah, I that. yeah they sort of. I don't want to say punished Amanda, but sort of, sort of showed her. Early on, the consequences. Self-destructive. Yeah, the consequences of trying to change yourself. That's a really, yeah, they kind of, it was a very small sort of foreshadowing Mm -hmm. of what happens when you're trying to, when you're hurting yourself to I'm really surprised that. Ice cream truck. Oh, I want ice cream. That's (laughs) very, um, yeah, the ice cream truck passing by is related to the episode. (laughs) No, I was going to say. I was gonna say, um, I'm surprised no one bullied her for the band-aids. I feel like that's a thing. Mm-hmm. It might have been overkill at that point. It might have. like a whole other issue. Like, but... But, like, they reveal it when she's, you know, at the swimming meet. Yeah. Someone could have easily bullied her for that. And she didn't really, she didn't really seem... I mean, she probably definitely was insecure about it, but they didn't show that she was. Yeah, I didn't go into that too much but it was just by seeing that and knowing how she reacts to other things it's like wow it kind of scared me for a bit i was like oh no but then it didn't go there but it was like i know that's there i know that fear is there yeah Yeah, i think it sort of yeah it shows the similarities of what what kind of like destructiveness is acceptable or like worth it like the expense of no, she's not embarrassed by the band-aids because it means that she has, like, hairless legs. Mm-hmm. Or she attempted. Oh, how much she... will she suffer for fashion? Yeah, how much is she Yeah, how much is she going to put her body through in order to meet that sort of ideal and not realizing yeah. how much it's hurting herself. And what I like about this is that um, how the, the when I saw the band-aids, I was like, oh, no, where is this going to go? Like, she's going to get bullied for it or something. But that's just me, like, oh, I'm kind of yeah we're like realizing we we're figuring out how they react to things and we're kind of getting to know them more mm-hmm. and this is like the fourth episode and then we can you know it's it's interesting 
that they're just so well developed that we can expect things from them specifically, how they specifically react. Amanda and Busy. Yeah, we can sort of see where they might go with it. Where Even it's if going. They don't go with it. Yeah. We we've we're putting expectations and already on them. While how they behave. They're, they're just highly they're, developed. Yeah. While they're like um actions can be predictable it's never a predictable show it's so fun yeah who knows where it's gonna go yeah they do take some left turns sometimes where thing when you think it's gonna be about something it not it's not like the episodes don't necessarily end up being about what you think they're gonna be about or what they seem like they are on a surface level i think that they try and play with their expectations of Mm -hmm. the show and of plot lines that are sort of topic of the week yeah. plot lines but in a to a deeper level and exploring the complexity of some of the issues without false advertising i think yeah. which is important all of the issues that they use for the titles essentially are what they discuss it's just sometimes they go different directions i think yeah. like model perfect could mean a lot of things but in this specific it has to do with <laughs> modeling and her need to be perfect so it's a good uh, another good her episode need, title her need to be a perfect model <laughs> yeah she could have been a great model yeah exactly how she was <laughs> i think so um they they dropped the the r word in this episode yeah that was something you guys that was that? shocking that was shocking for a progressive show there's always something i feel like we talk about 90s? in the episodes that where, seems normal for the 90s yeah there's always something that sort of we get really taken aback about yeah. it's an I episode like, that we think about and we're like, oh, I guess that was okay at the time. Yeah, we give the show to, there's some things Sometimes that... Sometimes it makes me feel like we give the show too much credit because there's something where we're like, whoa, we expected more. But then it's like, yeah. you know, we shouldn't have. But, yeah, were they... The 90s, you know. Yeah, I guess it's sort of... But it's weird because... Per- they are progressive, yeah. but at the same time, they're still limited to the... To their time period. Yeah, the vocabulary of their subjects. They can only use yeah. those words. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, much that, it. Yeah, it's definitely a word thrown around on the playground, even when we were kids, I guess. Even now. Even, even now. now, unfortunately. I don't hang out on a lot of playgrounds, Me but I'm neither, sure that but... it's a word that still used I, frequently, I, but I it was heard... really jarring to see in a TV show yes. from such small kids. From a Canadian TV show. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we do think it's so progressive, and then something like that happens, and we're thrown aback. But... And it was very not ironic. It wasn't pointing out why it was bad. It was from the voice of reason of the episode. It, it was... was from Busy. No, it no. wasn't. No, it was from Amanda. It was? No. Oh. Okay. Oh, I, I forget what wrong. Busy says to her, but she's... She says, you're not going to be like an anorexic dummy or something. Yeah, and then Amanda throws out. No, that's our word. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, yeah, I kind of gasped and was like, oh. Yeah, I guess children, yeah, do use that <laughs> word a lot. So I guess another aspect of realism. But still yeah. kind of dates the show, I think. It does date mm. the show, definitely. It was a kid's it, show. It's timeless in a lot of ways. Now. How And how it deals with adolescent issues, I think. Relating to my own, I don't know about children now, but I feel like maybe I think it's still, still a pretty... Yeah, I think these topics still... I think coming-of-age stories are pretty... Universal. They, they are. They land for... They can, like, withstand a long time and still be relevant. The only thing... Because people always go through those Technology things. and... And vocabulary. Yeah. 
two very fast evolving things language technology especially the turn of the century I know that, yeah, never mind. I was gonna go into how they're connected no I'm not gonna go there <laughs> but anyways I think that's all the that's all I have to say on this um but I think everybody listening should go to twitter.com and follow us at ready or not pod at ready or not pod at ready or not pod the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, check out our Twitter, like us on Facebook. Yeah. You should edit that part out. Ready or not. But, yeah, the Twitter is at ready or not pod, and you should add us, and you should ask us questions. Maybe we'll talk about them in our next podcast. Mm -hmm. You can give us comments. You may. You can ask for shoutouts. Anything. And we're on Facebook. Just search us in the search bar. Yep. Okay, thanks for listening. Thanks, wait, no. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening.